Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Joypad Podcast. I didn't hesitate. Nope, not me. Uh, I am joined this week by my three friends, Mr. Pinto, Mr. Fleming, and Tom. Um, yeah. Anyway, I lost my steam, so let's pass it off to Mr. Pinto. How are you? What are you drinking? What are you playing? I'm just grumpy. There's there's no two ways around it, but that's okay. Uh, I'm drinking water because um, I had coffee last night at like 9 o'clock, and holy crap, guys, I could not fall asleep. Um, so that's another sign that I'm getting old. I have to cut off my caffeine intake by a certain point in the night if I want to sleep <laughs> at a reasonable hour. So I'm just drinking water. Uh, it just what what did we call it, Fleming? Body lube, just lube yes, your body, we did. just inside lube. I don't know. Gross. Uh, I am playing Chrono Cross, and that's really it. I have not had time to play games this past week as I was picking up a lot of hours at work, and when I wasn't working, I was sleeping. So Chrono Cross is basically where it's at. I just recruited a character named Neophio, who is a sentient flower. And a lot of these characters, like, I've never actually used in the game, so I'm like, I'm just going to try out and use a whole bunch of the characters. As many of the characters I can recruit, so there's 45 characters you can use. And Neofio is terrifying because, yeah, she's a flower, but she attacks using a glove, and her hands turn into gross tentacles. And it creeped me out, and I was like, I'm not using this character anymore. <laughs> oh, Japan. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty much my thought, Tom. Just weird. Oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah, just weird, ten creepy tentacles out of this cute, like childlike flower. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna go back to the dude who doesn't wear pants and has a mohawk. I don't know. <laughs> or the luchador. I've been using the luchador actually, Greco. That's right. He's cool. I like him. And yeah, that's that's really it for me. Uh, I'd like to play some other games. Oh, I, I kind of gave up on Undertale for now. Not enough time, and it's it's difficult. And that's all I have to say about it. Fleming, what are you drinking? How are you doing? What have you been playing? Anything new and or exciting? Dude, I am not new and exciting at all. Um, I was going to make some kind of joke because you said that you are um, grumpy. And I was going to say something like, oh, I'm sleepy, which is actually the case uh, because I have a problem where sometimes I lay down in my bed and watch TV with my wife after dinner and accidentally fall asleep from like seven o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. And when I take naps that late, I'm going to be up for a long time. Um, it doesn't help. I also have been really trying to keep up my exercise routine. So I was like, I'm going to run. And it was, again, 1030 or so at night. Uh, so I proceeded to stay up till five in the morning today. Uh, and then I fell asleep for about an hour and a half before working. Maybe maybe two and a half hours. It was closer to 730 um, that I got up and started working. So it has been a long day. Um, I had plenty of coffee this morning, but I have also cut myself off from all caffeine, but just the tiniest little bit of black tea in this black tea lemonade that my wife so kindly got me on the way home from work. In terms of games, um, I mentioned it kind of last week. I've been 
kind of playing less games recently. Nothing's really been exciting to me. I did play a little bit of Brood War when I was up till five in the morning last night. Um, proceeded to own some noobs, uh, as is the as is the norm for me and uh, 3v3 Brood War. I've gotten accused often of team stacking, even though I am far and away carrying my team, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 score ahead of them by the end. Uh, so I don't know. It's just been something I've been playing once in a while. But really, like I said, I've, I've been cutting back on game hours. Um, I'm hoping that I kind of get some motivation soon, but it's been it's been tough. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I feel like I might have missed something, but I, it's it's 945. I've been up since 730 with two and a half hours of sleep. So I probably missed something. Night. It's a school <laughs> night, damn it. No, I'm good. Uh, Tom, how are you doing? Uh, what are you playing? What are you drinking? How's life? How's Anything the Empire? Else? Yeah, what's the Empire doing? The uh, oh, the Empire. Um, well, <laughs> something must have happened yesterday because I also was awake until four in the morning, <laughs> um, and wasn't tired. But my issue is that I do consume a lot of caffeine late at night, and then um, I have that thing that people talk about in uh japanese called like the work revenge or whatever where you're mad that you work all day so you stay oh. up late to um yeah. to compensate for it so yeah that's me i somehow made it through though i mean i i sleep in a good amount um as also part of my work revenge i guess so i got like four and a half five hours of sleep and then uh i took a nap before we did the podcast because uh, as i like to call it i have adult onset <laughs> napabetes so, um, I'm consuming this little man with some sort of grapey citrusy drink. It's not grapey, but it is pinky purpley, uh, in it. And my wife got it along with some ice cream for me just as I was waking up from my nap. So I feel like a little children. He's very good. It's apparently called unicorn dream. I'm having a very delicious unicorn dream. Uh, just <laughs> like my cat. It's not like unicorn tears or something like that. I drink the unicorn tears. I think that's how you live forever. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Gaming-wise, I actually have been playing Gloomhaven on the computer, uh, which is a fun game that caps out at four-player. The It's based on a board game. I think you guys have heard of it before. I have played that with some of my friends down here in Texas that uh, I play D&D with. And it is complicated as hell to set up and play. It has beautiful miniatures. There's so much to it. Lots of really nice boards and cards and scenarios. My God, does it work better as a video game. Uh, there's just too much to keep track of. It's the same as Twilight Struggle. It's very strategic. It's kind of like if you were to play Final Fantasy Tactics with complex scenarios and uh, time limits. And you really have to think about, like... How far can my guy get this round? How much damage can he do to all these monsters? Is he going to get there in time to do it before they hurt him or your objective? Um, it's unforgiving in the same kind of vein as like XCOM kind of deal. Is it... You've played it um, before. Uh, State of or not State of Decay, Jesus Christ. Is it is it more or less complicated than Dead of Winter? Because I, I it sounds like there are similarities um in kind of the play style but it's probably more involved as like an rpg 
The only reason I would say it might be more complicated is you have mm. persistent items and stuff. You can go shopping. You have encounters. Oh, you okay. go from encounter to encounter. So you do like different scenarios that have different monsters. And each character has their own deck of abilities that you have to pick a certain number of them to use mm -hmm. in a scenario. And each card has two abilities on it. And each round you use two cards um, but you have to use the top portion for one party around and the bottom portion of whichever other one for the other party around. So one of them is normally like a move action on the bottom and the top is normally some sort of attack action. Okay. So um, they have different ranges and there's conditions like you can stun or you can poison, you can uh, immobilize. There's different elements you can put on the board, which you can take advantage of in different ways. It's very deep. It's a very deep game. Okay. And I think it's on Steam for like 20 bucks, and very, very worth it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I Each encounter is about an hour of gameplay. Uh, if I were to look at it, which I'm going to... Let me see how many hours of gameplay I have. I am at... 13 hours or so right now and it's it's one of those games where i think the nice thing is you can play it and you can just leave it on pause for a little bit so like you can play it for a little bit stop do something else come back to it um and just play it that way without feeling like you have to rush through everything all at once which is nice yeah um i feel like with people you just have to make sure you have at least an hour to play through one encounter <laughs> um okay so which is, it's tough. Like, having an hour to, to do something as a unit is, is tough when you're old. And I just turned 33, <laughs> so, you know, I'm even older. You're old, old now. Happy birthday! Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I forgot to send you a message. <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, that's basically the only game I've been playing. Um, and it's been kind of checking all my boxes. I love me some strategy RPGs, so... I've been happy with that, at least. So, Megan, that leaves you as our our speaker du jour today. How are oh, you boy. doing? What uh, games have you been enjoying, and how do you want to get the ball rolling? Because we're not uh, we're not topicking, but we are uh, we are talkinging. We are talking. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, it is Wednesday. It is uh, actually my my uh, Friday Eve. I decided to take uh, Friday off. Um, this week because my birthday is next week and I don't know oh, I wanted to give yeah. myself an extended weekend before because that's how I do and take my birthday off um, so May is a great time for birthdays yeah birthday babies so uh, yeah tomorrow is my last day of work for the week which is exciting because I've been working a lot of hours to uh, get caught up and get new work finished um, so yeah, as far as my, my beverage this evening, I, uh, I and in, you know, keeping with my record of always having tea, I'm enjoying a nice Thai tea this evening with, uh, with boba. Um, so. Yeah, fancy. Elegante. Fancy. Uh, I don't have a little man to drink out of, but, you know, I'll, uh, take what I can get. <laughs> if you did, you would, don't lie. Oh, I, absolutely I would. Um, don't doubt it. Uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, Pinto and I tried to get back into House of Ashes last night. Uh, I bought a new capture device, but uh, I thought, hey, um, 
you know, go with something upgraded. And the upgraded device wants me to use new software. And the new software is nothing like the old software for the same product. Uh, so we struggled to figure out how to uh, get Mr. Pinto's audio into the client, which I'm thinking I have to use the client that they provide with the device, and then run that through OBS to mm. capture someone through Skype or Discord or something, whereas the old software, I could just change settings, uh, which wasn't super easy to figure out, but I could change settings and everything would run through the client. Um, so I don't like it. I was frustrated. We figured it out, but by the time we got it figured out, it was later than I wanted it to be. So we didn't end up getting to play it. Um, so that will be soon. Uh, oh, I'm still <laughs> waiting for you guys to actually be through it so we can talk about it. I know, and, and we have to restart from the beginning again um, because we want to record it for our YouTube channel, so it just makes sense. Um, but uh, in a shocker to everyone, including myself, I decided to jump back into Elden Ring after Ghostwire. Um, I, I was sending uh, some screenshots over the weekend um, I think I've sunk a little over 30 hours into it. <laughs> and I think I get it, guys. I think I get it. I understand the appeal. Um, at least for me, looking at it, I've decided it's a lot like uh, roguelike games. In oh, the yeah. sense where like, you go into a dungeon or you go to the castle to fight the big angry boss. With the exception of Elden Ring, you know where the enemies are going to be. Like, you know, around this corner, you have a skeleton, you have a wraith here, so you can anticipate what's coming, when it's coming, and how it's going to attack you. Um, but you still have that same struggle of getting from point A to point B, um, and hopefully not dying before you can kind of save yourself at a uh, site of grace, which is like the checkpoint um, in the series, for those not familiar. But I, uh, I really like it, and I've actually been researching it a little bit to kind of um, better understand different items, different abilities, like you have Ashes of War, which give um, different like weapons special abilities, um, and you can duplicate some of them. So I've been trying to figure out how to do that, which I did. So I'm 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 enjoying it. Um, it's a uh, it's a lot better than the Souls games. <laughs> Those I just find completely unforgiving. I think it's the open world aspect of Elden Ring that makes it better. I I have to say this gives me some hope because I've been watching a playthrough of Elden Ring, just the Game mm -hmm. Grumps one, nothing fancy. Yeah. And whenever I look at it, I'm like, this looks cool. Like, I feel like I would enjoy this except for all of the dying. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and like, I've died, don't get me wrong. Um, but it hasn't been nearly as much um as it would have been in the past um and i think my problem the first go around was i was trying to play it like a traditional rpg where like you come into the world you complete your intro you kind of figure out the controls because there is a bit of like a walkthrough a tutorial what have you um which was nice because some of the other games didn't really provide anything to you at all they just threw you into it um Unless I was playing it wrong, which is very possible. But I was trying to go from, like, okay, I'm in the world. Um, you don't have, like, necessarily someone telling you exactly where you need to go. But you find your side of grace. And it kind of gives you, like, a 
like a wispy golden trail that you need to follow to find out where you need to go next for the main story. Um, so I was just trying to go like straight through the main story to get to the first like big thing. And that wasn't going to work. Like I got crushed uh, over and over and over again and I just got mad and frustrated. Um, so I, I watched some people play it online, kind of got a better understanding of what to do and where to go. And I just went from there and I've been playing it pretty much, you know, any, any free time I have, I've, I've just played it for hours. So, um, I recommend it. Give it a shot. I mean, if you haven't liked the other Souls games, you know, maybe wait for it to go on sale. Um, <laughs> so you don't spend, you know, 50, 60, $70 on a game that you might not play all the way through. And I may not finish it. Like, I may not complete the entire story, just depending on how difficult it gets. Um, but I, I like it for now, at least. I've sunk a lot of time. I think I'm level 40, and that's not a flex. It's just, like, I'm trying to level myself up as much as I can and be as prepared <laughs> to take she, on she bosses. She flexing. <laughs> Is that so... Have you played any of the boss levels where you need to work with, like, other people? Um, so, you don't... I know those exist. Yeah, you don't have to. Like, they do have kind of a, a multiplayer, I guess. I haven't looked into it too much. Um, and I, I haven't summoned actual humans that I know of. Like, I am online, and you get, like, the whole, like, someone's infiltrating your world, and you have to fight. That's ass, Someone. yes. But I, I don't know if it's an actual person or the computer. I can't tell. That's a person. Okay. Um, so I, I've definitely gotten my ass kicked in one particular area. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, beef myself up a little bit. Um, but I haven't, like, I've summoned a, a, a cooperator for certain boss battles. Mm-hmm. So and I guess I guess they were actual humans. Um, yeah. So I've done that twice, um, which is helpful. You just you can't do it for some of the the main the main story big bosses. Right. So, uh, but it's cool and it's helpful, and they've also added like a uh, like a summoning bell. So you can you get these summons throughout the game that you can unlock in dungeons or killing specific creatures um so you can if, if your magic ability is high enough you can summon like i have wolves that i use all the time so they're kind of like <laughs> a support that you can use to distract the enemy or attack the enemy uh which is really nice um but i haven't i haven't dabbled too much in magic so i don't have a high enough level to summon too much um i might dump a little bit more into that but i'm really focusing on uh increasing my health and uh stamina right now so, yeah. I was going to ask what your fighting style, weapons, all that stuff is, because I know that's also very customizable. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very much like a uh, smash everything in my way kind of fighter, but you can't, at least for me, I don't think I can play my way through a game like this that way. So I uh, went with a, a warrior class, and I have I can like dual wield swords. I think any class you can dual wield. Mm. But that's like the specialty of the class, um, and you're quick and fast. Um, so I've been I've been doing that. Um, I have a, a, a twin blade that I found, and this badass uh, a badass katana. Um, I haven't added any like of uh, the ashes of war or anything like that to the weapons yet, just because I'm indecisive as fuck, 
mm-hmm. it's kind of like a once and done uh, thing. So I get um, that. I'm holding out. Yeah. But I, I try to be quick, um, but also have a little bit of power. So if I do get close to an enemy, I can do some damage. Do you feel like if you needed like a guide with the game too? Because like from what you were saying earlier, like it sounds like there's areas that you. It seems like the game is driving you towards, but you need to do other stuff first, and you need to find other areas that you have to take care of things in. For yeah. me, I know like I I just wouldn't have any idea unless I was following a Zelda guide, you know. I I think a guide would definitely be helpful in regard to say. Um, like your weapons or um, like you can find talismans and your ashes of war, things like that to find, you know, like where you can find them or how to best use them. Um, I, I think it would be beneficial in that way. But I kind of like, like they really don't give you a lot to go on. You can encounter NPCs throughout the world, um, but you can completely miss things. Like you may not come across um like, there's a, per- a particular character, I don't know, in, in, like, the playthroughs you've watched called, uh, is it Blade? He's, like, a half-human, half-wolf. And you kind of find him in the middle of the woods. And he's, like, chilling on top of a, a ruined church. And I knew he was there from watching someone else play it, and I heard the howl. And uh, you can't activate his quest line unless you go back to, like, a particular individual that you met in the beginning of the game. And what he does is he gives you like a specific gesture that you need to then go back to where this creature is. And then you do a snap and he kind of appears in front of you and you start talking. So like you can miss entire quest lines and even his like, I may not be able to find him for the rest of the game. Or if I don't find what specific thing he's looking for, we may not be able to carry on. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but I also like it because I'm not getting distracted by side quests, which I think is my problem with open world RPGs and why I never finish them, because I get so distracted by other things. So this is kind of like I, I ride around, I fight, I build up skill points, and then I move on to the main story, but I might stumble across a dungeon or I might find an NPC where I can do something for them. So it's, it's good in the way that it's not distracting, but I think you also lose a lot of lore and a lot of opportunity to find and discover other things. So. It's like the illusion of replayability. Yeah. Then, um, which is fine. Like, it sounds like it's working out fine. It's mm-hmm. just that there's side quests that are easy to miss that mm-hmm. you might say, like, someone shows you that they've done this thing and you want to do that. Yeah. You play again, you try a different sort of skill set, and you find other stuff, or you focus less on the main storyline, if you're going to do that. Right. Me, I would be like, oh my god, I actually built beat Elden Ring. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And, and that will probably, if I do complete it all the way through, it, it will probably be like a once and done kind of thing. Like, you know, I did it, and I'll never touch it again. Um I do wish they explained a little bit more, especially around, you know, items and whatnot. But I, I guess that's part of uh, its charm, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, that it's unforgiving and untelling. Yeah. I, like, if I, I don't know, I, I guess it's, some people might call it cheating, but I'm glad I did do some research into certain things because, like, 
I wouldn't know that an Ash of War can only be used once. Um, or I wouldn't know that I could duplicate one and how to do it. If that if that's cheating, um, consider the fact that I googled "is there Elden Ring God mode" uh, just the <laughs> other day, because I look at it and I'm like, this would be fun to play, but I don't want to die so much and I'm gonna have a bad time. But I would still have fun upgrading all my weapons and stuff and like, yeah, going through the the fighting experiences. Um, and apparently, there is some sort of glitch that you can exploit to basically get God mode in. Oh, Ring. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so not a direct cheat, but some sort of glitch. But so something. If you're interested in it, it's out there. I'll have to look. Uh, did you, I don't know if, if you gentlemen saw the guy who modded a Fisher Price, uh, like my first game controller toy to play Elden Ring? You'll have to look it up. It's like, you know, like a child's toy. Like, you give them that so they can pretend they're playing, but they modded it to be, like, an Xbox controller uh, to play Elden Ring. So, why? Uh, because. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, is, so. is, is he winning, son? <laughs> All day. But that's, uh, that's what I'm playing. I realize I rambled a lot on that. Um, I hope it was insightful and exciting for those that have not touched a Souls game, but might be interested. Because if I can do it, so can you. <laughs> it doesn't sound as effective bold, uh, when you can't see me. Bold, bold claim on me. Uh, <laughs> it's the king of easy mode over here. But maybe you don't pay full price for it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it and i slammed yeah. my microphone there for a minute but um i'm basically waiting for it to come down to at least 30 bucks or something and then i'm like yeah i'll give it a shot yeah you know keep myself busy until then but i i think i do want to give it a go so i will be intrigued and enthralled with the continuation of your elden ring chronicles and if you get to a point where you have thrown the fisher price controller <laughs> and it's broken and made your child cry uh, and by your child, I definitely mean tiny dog. Tiny dog, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to know that too. So <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> but yeah, uh, how how's everybody else? What what does everybody else want to talk about? I've talked a lot. I feel overwhelmed and nervous now. You don't need to feel overwhelmed and nervous. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Thank I think you. We it's did... just my general state of being. We had an, that's that's okay. Mine's not too far <laughs> off. Uh, I think we did a, a pretty nice thing there. I think a lot of people are into Elden Ring. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's like the game du jour. Um, like, a lot of those Souls games had their moment in the sun and then kind of, you know, haven't had one in a long time. So I think right. that's kind of why that's happening. I mean, the same thing will happen once we get the next... Uh, Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. It's what should have happened with Cyberpunk if Cyberpunk, you know launched didn't and didn't wasn't ass immediately yeah. um i don't know i'm i'm, I'm actually kind of curious what like the next big one to come up is gonna end up being well uh speaking of of elder scrolls we have um a microsoft bethesda showcase coming up in june oh that's right um so hopefully they're not saying hey we're gonna push back starfield um hopefully it's hey, we're going to tell you what the game is actually about and show you what it looks like and how it plays. Um, I, I think that's, at least for me, that's my, my next highly anticipated game. 
I keep forgetting that that's out there too, because mm-hmm. I think that has a ton of potential, um, and I think that will really be something that a lot of people play if it really turns out right. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking too the other day about um, Outer Worlds Two. Is there a release date on that? Is that this year or is that like next year now? I don't remember if they actually gave it a release date. I think it was just more of like a teaser, like "Hey, this is coming at some point." Um, yeah. Which cool story, bro? I guess mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> that's like the teaser for Elder Scrolls Six or whatever, right? The one out where they were just like the mountains. Oh, it's gonna happen. You already knew. Well, that was um, like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake all of those years ago, where they're like, "Hey, look at this really cool cinematic trailer." <laughs> doesn't it look nothing. great on PS3? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think a lot of companies uh, jump the gun, um, and they even said that with with Final Fantasy VII remake that like, yeah, we we announced it way too early. Um, and uh, oh, Final Fantasy sixteen is in final development stages. Ooh, that'll probably yeah. be early next year or something, though. That's, That's my what guess I'm for thinking. I am excited for that one though, because. My first impression was definitely this looks like Game of Thrones, like Final Fantasy just wanted to do Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And over time, I've softened and been like, well, probably be pretty cool if Final Fantasy did Game of Thrones. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see the way it goes. Um, I'm interested to see if they do more with tactics, too, because there was actually a recent case where... Um, they did a re um i don't i don't know what the official term is but there was some legal copywriting or something of like the tactics ogre brand okay uh which square still owns so there was some they, copywriting they of, like new to, titles uh, whoever oh, yeah. recently uh what north star entertainment or something I forget uh what it which was. used to be thq nordic or something but yeah they that was that was recent, right? Like, um, I was just reading that they sold uh, all of the Eidos properties. Yeah, to uh, uh, I think it's Embracer. I think that's what they that's they it, go yeah. by. Yeah, um, but it was like uh, Laura uh, Croft like, is in there. Yep, Tomb Raider. There were a few different IPs in that that they sold off. I, I think Square Enix is on the long road to. Uh, trouble city yeah <laughs> if i may um th- well final fantasy is like the cash cow and and god help them if they go under before they finish seven remake mm-hmm. i guess at least i'll always have seven uh but games like the avengers which should have been gangbusters were crap yeah and they're paying for things like that because I think they had to pay a lot for like the IP to use the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty much giving the game away at one point where they dropped the price dramatically because it wasn't selling. It it came out and was this weird copy paste mission repetition fest mm-hmm. with microtransactions. Right. And nobody wants that. That's that's no one pays sixty dollars for that. And 
good on the world for not paying $60 for that just because Captain America and Iron Man are in it, you know? <laughs> if I spend uh, full price, I'm just going to describe it as that. 60 right now maybe yeah. might be full price, but 80 might be whatever. Um, I would not expect to have to pay microtransactions to get the full experience of a game. I yeah, think is, you would think. I think it's, it's think. insulting to your customers to not give them a, a way to pay. Like, if you're going to make them pay a certain amount up front to get the, the game, give them the full game. Um, was it EA that did that with Star Wars a couple yeah, years Battle ago? Yes, Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront. They did that. And it's just, it's so insulting. Like, you can't even at some point get to use those characters um, without Can having I? paid money. It's, it's just, it's infuriating and insulting to your customers. Battlefront in general is like the Star Wars Battlefront games in general is infuriating because I was so excited when they came out again because I played the original ones on PlayStation 2 that were also out around on like Xbox and such at the same time. And they had a story mode and they had a really good story mode where you played as different types of troopers, you had objectives. Um, and you could, you know, play as the Jedi du jour while you were going through them. And I spent hours playing those games and had a blast. I mean, you could fly like the X-Wings and stuff. It was great. And then they came out with this Star Wars Battlefront, and it's like, oh, awesome. I can't wait to do that with, like, new storylines. And then there were no storylines, and you were just always shooting other people who were better than you that would shoot you. Because <laughs> all, like, there's no... It's not fun. There's little money in a storyline, um, so a lot of those kind of games, uh, like um, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Battlefield, crap. Call of Duty, all those yeah. are, have moved from okay, we're going to give you a storyline, to okay, you're going to maybe get the shortest of storylines to kind of put you in the mindset of the time period or yeah. whatever we've yeah. been trying maybe to five hours. to push. Yeah, maybe five hours. Um, you know one one extended session mm -hmm. um yeah. tops and you will have the whole game covered you'll have gotten every achievement there's nothing new to do or see um through a second playthrough and now go play our our microtransaction focused uh multiplayer and yeah i mean i love i love multiplayer games you know i definitely prefer to play with other people generally speaking but there are certain types of games or certain types of experiences where I just want, you know, that kind of um, solo playthrough. I remember way back when in um, Nintendo 64, uh, what was the Shadow of the Empire yep. um, came out. That was a fantastic game. I don't even remember if it had multiplayer or not, but I know that that storyline there based on the book that came out um, was fan phenomenal. And like, if that came out now as like a battlefront or battlefield game or something like that, it would have, it they've been like, oh, forget any kind of story. Let's just get another another game where you're flying around in X wings and a you know air battle or you're you're on the ground in a massive you know battle or something like that. And just not really my style sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's high effort to create stories and objectives that aren't just capture the flag, shoot other people. <clears throat> um, kind of stuff and, that's, and there's no extra money to be made there yeah right? exactly so, so i mean ea has really just turned those into super small modes and most of those games are made by ea and then yep. uh go play online online call of duty shoot man 
<laughs> and it's it's not it's not good. I don't like it. <laughs> um, there was one other game. Uh, I was actually thinking of Titanfall. I don't know if you guys ever played Titanfall. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was also really excited about that because that game. The whole premise was just like it's war with big old mechs, yeah. and you get to do like first person combat and giant mechs. I'm like, that's cool. It hasn't really been done a whole lot before. Let's do that. And it promised a storyline, and the storyline was just like paragraph of text while you're in the lobby waiting for people to join online games. That's a letdown. It was terrible. <laughs> I I I've heard I've heard. I don't know if it's verifiable that there was more in like titanfall 2 um but the combat mechanics were fun there was this gun called like an auto pistol and it would like if you hovered over somebody long enough with it and your crosshairs it would just lock onto them and you can shoot and your bullets would like curve around stuff and just trace them and that's cool. kill them uh that was pretty neat uh but everything else was like standard shooter just it had big old mechs uh which you could drop from time to time and those were fun I'm I'm pretty sure like I I remember reading that I don't think they're continuing with the series, but I could be mistaken. Go figure. Yeah. Good a good idea that just can't be used appropriately because somebody just wants to cash out on a Call of Duty type game. True. Um and there's so many of those. There's no competing anymore. No. You know? I I don't know what you would have to do to be competitive with Call of Duty. Because I think Destiny is like the closest thing that's been innovative in any sort of way, mm -hmm. which I still think it's only by still a slight limited. amount. Yeah. Um, with the same, you know, similar kind of scope mm -hmm. where you can like fight other people in the same way. Um, it's which is a bummer because I thought Destiny looked freaking cool too. Yeah. Uh, we got the Destiny Edition PS4. Back oh, when nice. It came out. I thought that it's was white. pretty cool. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's a little bit of a shame. But my, my thirst for giant mechs is still out there. There was a Gundam game I actually saw on Steam recently uh, that I thought, I'll have a look at that. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but my favorite mech series, Front Mission, they are remastering Front Mission 1 and 2. I saw that. Uh, yeah. So, And I think for the Switch... Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just never but, read it. Yeah. Another tactical uh, strategy RPG. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, move your mechs around. Customize your mechs. Change the weapons that your mechs use. Blow up other mechs. That's you get fun. a bunch of different combat moves where you can target different parts of the mechs. Uh, it's, it's a good game. It's, it's a really good game. I can't stress it enough. Uh, so. Do they offer any kind of like energy saber or like lightsaber uh, in in style of Gundam? In all right, so there are like melee weapons. Okay. Um, I'm I'm speaking from Front Mission three and four because those are okay. the only ones I've really played. But in three, um, you start off with like knuckles, so your giant mechs can get brass knuckles. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah. And they work pretty well. So there's like um, melee weapons. There's like a, a baton. I think you can get like electrified, like stun batons, uh, shields, uh, spikes. Uh, so like there's a thing on like the arm that'll like shoot a spike out. Okay. And one of the like secrets in that game, you had to like find the dark net and like do this really long quest 
uh, line, but if you did it, at the end of it was this really ultra rare like suit of armor, and it came with a lightsaber, and you oh, had a okay. lightsaber with that one. Um, and if you got to that point and you had the lightsaber, you could destroy everything. It was nice. awesome. As it should be if you find something that's like super rare and hard to obtain. Absolutely. That game um, is fun, too, because it has basically two completely different storylines to it okay. that have different outcomes and different characters. So That's cool. Yeah, I absolutely adore Front Mission 3. Speaking of uh, different stories, I, I don't know if, if you've been keeping track or keeping watch. I sent it to Pinto the other night. Uh, the Quarry, which is Supermassive's new... Um, multiple endings multiple ways to die uh it's it's like the the new until dawn um, oh. it's uh uh it has um what's what the fuck is his face um david arquette <laughs> is one of the characters uh they're actually right. like a few actors that are in the game as characters but it reportedly has something like 186 endings jesus too many that's I, yeah, it's uh, it, it's know. either too many or what I'm I'm concerned they might do is kind of cheat it in that like most of them are like you died at a certain point or something like that. That or like depending on what say there are 10 characters depending on what path you choose mm -hmm. like that whatever ending you get is is considered like 10 different endings. You know what I mean? <laughs> My god, you got to ending 1A. Yeah. All ten well, are here. Yeah, one B exactly. is Claire's not here, and one C is Claire and Jeff aren't here. Right, right. My problem with those games is that normally, like, if I play one of them, I'm like, okay, I'll play through once, and I get to the end, I'm like, cool, that was awesome. Okay, I'm gonna play, and I'll play like a little bit differently a second mm -hmm. time. But then after that, like, I realize like there's only a couple moments of decision and like that are really that like are, crucial that are ultimately yeah. leading a different way. So yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, let's just go on YouTube and search all endings and then just <laughs> like go through the chapters and the ones that I didn't play. I'll watch the ending so I understand what happens and I basically got all the the endings. So well, that's, we uh, talked about House of Ashes and um, I you know I look things up after I beat the game. So mm -hmm. I was like. Um, what did this impact? Like, would this person have made it if I did something different? And the game was like, well, you could have just done this, and this person would have made it. And I was like, huh. Okay. And then I was <laughs> like, well, I don't feel bad about what I did, though, so I'm good. Like, most of the time when I play through, I'm like, I'm just good with the ending that I've gotten. Um, I would say the exception was the number of times I've played Detroit Become Human to get... Uh, uh, what's her name? Kara across oh. the river, because my God, every freaking decision leads to her and that little girl just getting shot the hell oh, up by no. gunboats. And I saw them die horrible, horrible deaths so many times. Um, and I, I just I couldn't live with that one. So, but that was like right at the end of the game, so that was easy to easy to do. Um, the trouble was, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I lost. Luther, um, while we were escaping. So oh, and I thought it was his character was so well done. I mm -hmm. thought there was no way I could have kept him because I thought his like the sacrifice that happened must have been nope. just like a built-in part of the story. Um, so I, I, I felt sad, but I also felt good about the way the story was told. 
Right. And it was early enough on that I was like, I don't want to go back and do that again. But that's <laughs> great storytelling. Where yeah. you think like, okay, like there really probably wasn't anything else I could do until you find out that, which is also great. Um, yeah. You know, I, I made it through with all three of them, fortunately, but it, it's, it's cool. Um, I do like, they've also said that in uh, the quarry, they're adding a like rewind mode. So if something happens, you make a decision that you don't like, you can kind of rewind and do it over, which I usually, I, I try to go with whatever decisions I make, I commit to it. Um, yeah. But someone like Christy, who likes to play games like this, like she played uh, Detroit and she didn't like what happened at a particular part in the game. So she went back and restarted that part to get well, the result she wanted. Couldn't you just use like autosave features too? That's right? what she did. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you, you could. That's why I'm like the whole, you know, yeah. in built in check back kind of, you know, built in process. It's like, well, just make it autosave a new save file every single like section of the game where you make a yeah. decision. But I, if you can, if you can do it as in the game engine, why not? Yeah, though? I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. Con it's the same concept. Um, I think it depends on how it's done because, it, at least with like the rewind, if it doesn't remove you from the immersive experience, where okay, let me stop, let me shut down the game, let me reopen mm -hmm. it, let me load this file. Where if it's just like, hey, let me go back a couple of minutes and it's quick and painless, that might be better. Yeah. What I don't Agreed. like about those kind of games, and I'm going to use the at least the first Telltale Walking Dead, uh, but I know the others, and I think most Telltale games are like this, where the decisions you make honestly don't make a difference. Um, they might make a, a, a short-term difference, like, you know, oh, you'll have, I don't remember people's names, I think his name is Drew, but whatever, the you have a, a male character act like this, or die, and then the female character act, acts like this, and then she dies in that way, or the female character dies, at that moment, the male character was going to die, and now the female character dies in that way. You know, so it's like the same exact thing. It's just two different uh, characters basically die at the same moments uh, of the game. So it's like that stuff where it's like, okay, but nothing, there was no like, um, there was nothing that you learned that like so dramatically changed the game. And I know that later there's some things that they do to like bring back what happened to previous characters or what you said to a character but at the same time it's just like i hate when it ultimately gets to the final point so unless the game's dramatically different i get really frustrated with those kind of games i get that and i think the good ones don't do that as much like they find a way to actually set you on a new path or a path that ends up showcasing the difference like Sure, I think there's plenty of events, you know, when I lost Luther in Detroit that would have been similar um, on a path with Luther, but you miss out on those interactions. You miss out on, like, there's a whole thing at the end where, like, if you have him with you, um, if you're on the boat, he'll, like, take the bullets for them or, like, he'll push them out of the way or, you know, do different stuff. So it, it opens up other options down the road, which I think that's cool. Like, I think that's how it should be. Um, and it's just kind of a shame, uh, for some games that don't do it that way, but I get why they do <laughs> from a development standpoint. It's just, they could do better. I think, I think all four of us have been having 
a very down time. And I think games have a massive downtime right now where like a lot of new games aren't really coming out. And if they are, and, and none of us have potentially played them. So I think it's it's kind of frustrating and, and challenging um, from that perspective. We already talked about that. We don't need to rehash it. But I know that's at least where I am right now. I'm hoping that I'll get that passion or motivation. And probably it comes down to we should all just play a game together. It's been, uh, I'm going to guess, somewhere in the realm of 8 to 12 weeks since we've actually played a game together. So might be good to hop into stick fight and beat the crap out of each other or something. I'm into it. Yeah. Are, are yeah, it's we... just... Oops, sorry. We're just, we're just going to do the, the trippy thing. <laughs> we're going to do the thing where no one actually talks. Everybody tries to talk, and then everyone is so uh, polite uh, in this group that everyone's like, oh, okay, I'll let Tom talk. And Tom's like, oh, I'll let Mike talk. And Megan's sitting there going, I'll let them both decide who should talk first when Pinto falls asleep. And that's how our podcast goes. Welcome to the Joypad end. Podcast. Thank you. Jer- Subscribe. Jer- <laughs> Visit us online Subscribe. at Joy. No, no, www, because you still need that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Not yet. I got excited. I want to connect to the website off of the World Wide Web. Ooh. I want to use the, the Earth Earth Long Trap instead of the World Wide Web. Sure. I I think we're just completely speaking in fluff <laughs> that's going to get edited out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, does anyone have any uh, additional thoughts, feelings, emotional outbursts? Are we good? Ah! <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I hope that was uh, good for you. Anyway, thank you, as always, listeners, for uh, uh, listening to our podcast. I didn't like any of the other words that were coming to mind. Uh, you can find us online at the uh, the www.joypadpod.com. The That's where our link tree is, with links to all of our resources. Uh, wherever you found us on your favorite podcatcher, uh, leave a review if you can. Maybe like us or, uh, you know, criticize us. That That's cool, too. I'll take anything. And uh, with that, Tom, uh, take it away. Everybody, we know it's a downtime in the world of gaming. Look for that little diamond in the rough. Open up your Elden Ring and put it on <laughs> and admire the shine. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay joyful. Bye-bye.